You are tuned into For the Record here on FBI Radio 94.5, and we are listening to Yeji this week. We have been wanting to do a Yeji record for so damn long. We've yeah. We've literally been waiting for this. <laughs> Mainly just to shower her with praise. Yeah. So it's going to be a really fun episode today that we get to finally have the chance to go all in on the absolute rise of Yeji into like probably one of the biggest producers in the world right now. Yeah, and it's funny because this album, while I find it like a little bit understated, it does almost feel like somewhat of a, a victory lap off the back of, yeah. you know, all the success that she achieved and is continuing to achieve, but achieved in like, you know, the end of 2018, start of 2019. Yeah. Um, in case you missed it, my name is Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon. You're listening to For the Record, and the song we kicked off today's show with is My Imagination, the opener to Yeji's brand new What We Drew mixtape. And my gosh, watching her rise in the last three years is pretty insane. Yeah, and I think my favorite thing about Yeji is how confident everything comes across. Nothing feels like it's a big deal, like everything comes across as. Of course. It was always going to happen like that. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like she's Mm. breaking a sweat whilst trying to make music. No, not at all. And I think what's the best part about it is that throughout her tenure across a bunch of incredible labels from 88 Rising to God Mode and established that New York label to now on XL, that community and showcasing the best of the people she works with and her team is still very much at the heart of the Yeji project. Yeah, and it does feel like a, a very loving world to kind of be involved in. It it feels like almost like a big group hug. Hmm. So on today's show, we're going to be running through how Yeji is very much a uh, tastemaker, a selector. So for some context, uh, 
Kathy Yeji Lee, you know her just simply as Yeji, is a Korean-American electronic music artist based in Brooklyn, New York. She spent quite a lot of time um, sifting between being a young woman of colour in America and draws very heavily from her Korean background. She sings both in English and Korean. She sort of rose to prominence at first with a few like cheeky little remixes there was like a barber stilts remix she did a cover of passion fruit by drake and then it was in 2017 with the release of therapy and the remixes a uh, little double what i mentioned just there of barber stilts that really kind of shot things up i think what was the really big catapult for her was when she started putting out um last breath mm. and how she was able to really very similarly to a band like Chai, um, start to subvert these ideas of like cute cuteness in Korean culture with the music video for Last Breath. It's pictured as a makeup tutorial, but the lyrics are very much connecting, putting on makeup to self-worth and questioning that. And so I think that's really one of those moments that was pivotal and made the world kind of turn around and think like, oh, there's a lot more going on here than just a like house producer yeah definitely more than just a house producer is a really good way to put it because i i think one of the most interesting things about yeji for me is that she has the scope or at least has maybe not had the scope but has now created the scope for herself to kind of move anywhere she wants like yeah i feel like an artist like yeji if it if it wasn't done the right way definitely had the possibility to be to get trapped in like a, a box into the house world or into any any kind of world you put it but i think that she's really you know put a foot down and said no well i can also be a pop star if i want to or i can also make house music if i want to or i can do kind of any any which way i can go any which way i want to um and that's kind of up to her to define not anyone else which i think is is one of the things that's the most exciting because you never know. I don't think anyone There's ever limitless knows. There's possibilities. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get with Yeji. And I think that it makes for such a great um, artist arc and career arc because she could go anywhere. And that's really, really exciting as a listener to not know where she's going to go next. And how exciting for like Korean people to be seeing such a young woman lifted up and like shining a light on that culture in like a mainstream way that hasn't necessarily been shone on before. Yeah, absolutely. And like starting those conversations with people who might not have, you know, even thought that that was a thing before or or thought it was a big deal or and I think that her you know, having that in her music and doing it on that kind of a platform is is like invaluable. You're on For the Record on FBI Radio 94.5. We are going to be listening to What We Drew, the debut mixtape uh, album by Yeji over the next hour. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right here with you until one o'clock. We're going to be going through the record. We're going to be going through the chance that we got to see her play at the Sydney Opera House studio after these next few songs. Right now, though, into the title track of the album. This is what we drew, you're on for the record.
손가락에 조금 덜어서 무릎 위에 천천히 펴서 발라주세요 쪽팔렸던 기억들은 이제 내 후년 옆에 자연스럽게 도포하시면 되시는 거고 자존심을 이렇게 손가락에 조금 덜어서 무릎 위에 천천히 펴서 발라주세요 쪽팔렸던 기억들은 이제 내 후년 옆에 자연스럽게 도포하시면 되시는 거고 up those pack of tracks with the song that really I think kind of shifted everything for Yeji last breath uh, we started with what we drew the title track of the mixtape we're going through today on for the record then into my place and when I grow up my name's Maya Billick I'm joined by Dan Gordon hi I'm talking Yeji We've been waiting for so long to finally go through an album, literally for the last year. Ever since Rain Girl, we've been like, gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. And I think it is It is almost like become one of those like bucket list things where we, as soon as, as soon as this tape came out, we knew that we wanted to talk about it because I think it's such a, such a fascinating listen and uh, like by a really fascinating artist. Artist, yeah. I guess you could say why we think she's so fascinating is very much how how much Yeji really plays and toes the line between a tastemaker producer like if she's remixing Barber Stills she knows she, like she knows her stuff like if she really wanted to she could have like an NTS radio show she could be just like a full-on crate digging producer kind of thing but the, the fact that she really plays in between the line of producer and pop star is I think one of the most fascinating things to me. Yeah, and it's like I was saying before that you almost can't buy that level of versatility. No. And I think it's especially in in the electronic world that marriage to me is is near perfect. I feel like if you can if you can dance in between those two worlds and do it really well. Yeah. The sky's the limit for where you can go. Um, it's kind of just then up to you at that point. Like, and, and she, for me, she's as, as good as anyone trying to do that. Yeah, so here she is just kind of breaking through in the scene in New York. Um, she, when she signs to God Mode, kind of helps launch this, like, cool, independent label that is, like, knows its stuff and knows like what's really good on the underground yeah they're also um behind the breaking of channel tres so they are really like i think at the forefront almost of 
artists who are really good at towing that line between pop and like dance producers. Mm. And then you have a track like Rain Girl that just absolutely blows everything out of the water. Like, I think it was probably one of the biggest songs of the summer. It's still I don't even think it was, is that like, it was. I'd, I'd actually argue it was the biggest song of the summer. So it's the biggest song of the <laughs> summer, but I think it's really easy when an artist, even like Peggy Goo, right? She is a classic DJ, classic producer, and then she puts out a song like It Makes You Forget. And then I think people get really wrapped up in the poppy appeal of a hit track like that, like with Rain Girl, and expect all of these different things. Like I think in the lead up to this debut release, a lot of people were thinking that Yeji would pivot into the pop realm and go like not fully fledged pop star, but this would be four to the floor, like Charlie Bangers. Yeah, I think like once you give someone a rain girl, obviously then they're they're kind of going, all right, well, you know, give it to me again. But I I like that she didn't do that. And obviously, yeah, there are more poppier moments on this tape as well. But I think the fact that it is so varied and, and doesn't just kind of like focus on that. Her, her not being a one-trick pony is for me like the most important thing about this mixtape because I think it shows that yeah all right she can do it all and that's that's like that's so that's so valuable to me yeah and I think it all really comes to a head in her live show he's an artist who can perform a like three four hour set at Burgine and can also perform at like Oxford Art Factory as like a cool sideshow and perform at the Sydney Opera House studio and have really hit a cross between a like DJ set and she was doing these like really cute um hand gestures remember yeah she so she would be like mixing tracks and as she would take headphones off she would be like giving out little peace signs kisses it almost felt like a little routine yeah it definitely was a small routine she was doing and then when she would finish the show she put her hands up into a little love heart around her head and said a big not definitely not something I'd ever really seen before like a big uh thank you off the back of a like Charlie XCX remix and how she'd really gone full selector mode and was mixing without headphones and I think that's another thing that really really um took me took took me a little bit by surprise is how appreciative she was of everyone that was you know obviously paying to see her play but being there to support her and you know on the other side of the world come to a show come to see her music and I think that she she almost looked like a bit like oh whoa this is this is legit but I guess maybe it was naive to be thinking that she would just have like some speakers set up a microphone and she's playing the tracks mixing it live and she also had a microphone in her hand singing along at the same time and like dancing here and there but then would like shift and move and like backtrack between two like cdjs yeah and it was it was wild watching her do all that at the same time because you a never saw her miss a beat no and no B, headphones. B, she was always in that um, performer mode where, yeah. like, yeah, all right, she still had to mix the track live, but she never forgot that she was doing a performance, like a headline show first and foremost, which I think is a really difficult thing to master. And her being at such an early stage in her career and having already kind of, you know, seemingly found her feet in that regard is pretty impressive to me and I was that was one of the main things that blew me away about the live show but I guess even thinking like so many live performers I think like Mark Ronson says this a lot and Kevin Parker is now kind of also off the back of his latest album saying the same thing that if you're a live performer trying to retrain yourself to think about performing under a DJ set is like exactly that retraining how you think about not only a set but how you like start middle and finish a sequence of music yeah totally so it's interesting to see how she then like flipped it even backwards and was like yep dj sets are really nuanced but here's my like pop take on it totally and i think that's that's like that fresh approach was so so interesting and such like a ah oh, it's really nice because yeah i like 
like everyone else, I love seeing like a DJ head down, really going at it, and yeah. But it's nice to see like a different kind of lighter approach to to putting on like a DJ set and like audience interaction beyond yeah. a weird like hype man or. A boiler room intro where it's just one person for like five minutes setting the menu for the next like two three hours which i guess kind of brings it back to the album i think a lot of people were expecting yeji to go in this like full pop star kind of um in this full pop star route and i guess like this is the point or like her message all along that there are all these perceptions and ideas of what people should be doing and this like cuteness in Korean culture that she's constantly subverting and this album definitely seems a little bit more like I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do and I'm going to show you that if it like really comes down to the crunch I can produce like some really tight tracks first and then maybe later I might like test out some like a pop set and have dances or something. On that note I think it's only fitting that we go on to play I'd say the track that started it all, um, or at least kicked it off, kicked kicked Yeji well and truly off into the stratosphere. This one's Rain Girl. You're tuned into FBI. Rain, make it rain, girl, make it.
다시 나의 길을 읽어봤었지 사람들 앞에서 이렇게 많은 사람들 앞에서 나는 떨었지 track right there, Spell, up the top, the song that kicked Yeji off, the undeniable Rain Girl, Into Money Can't Buy, and Free Interlude. You're tuned into For The Record here on FBI Radio 94.5. We've been taking you through the Yeji album, What We Drew. The album of the week on FBI Radio last week. And what a real door opener into her world, I think. When Yeji was talking about the making of this album... She'd prefaced that it wasn't intentionally, obviously not to say that there was no intention because that's not true, but rather there wasn't any particular like concept or like concept album idea. Yeah, I I think that she in place. she leaves a little bit for the the audience to figure out and piece together. I don't think it's necessarily all laid out there, you know, laid out in a row for you to point blank just see. Yeah, and it just kind of sounds like she's just really carefree having fun. Yeah, and I think that's that's where the the whole, you know, mixtape album argument kind of kind of comes into play and why I feel like this does fit more within like the realms of like the mixtape is that carefree attitude and you know them maybe not being as much pressure or mm. it doesn't have to be as nuanced as you know something like a debut album does you know even though it's trivial as that sounds and you know i i i actually think like we can go into this forever but the whole mixtape <laughs> versus debut album like what what is the, the real difference i i don't really know but i i think like this being a mixtape kind of makes a little bit more sense i kind of like that She's not showing us all the eggs in her basket. Like she's kind of drip feeding us bit by bit and being really clever in that sense and not um, underdoing anything at all, but not doing too much at the same time. It For me, it's, it seems, and I could be way wrong and I'm happy to be wrong, but I, for me, it feels like she's leaving herself ample room to yeah. to grow and yeah. to like not... not showing all her aces at once I, I think like which is a really smart and calculated way to do it I think that she she knows like all right let me just give them like a little bit right now and then I can really blow them away like you know the next time and then the next time and the next time which I think like 
having having that attitude if she does is a really smart smart way to go about it well yeah and i think more so just like she's obviously an established artist at this point but this mixtape really solidifies that like okay first i produced tight house music and mm. i brought in like really good collaborators as features this the whole like way she set up putting this mixtape together it she called it like a bit of a peek into a diary entry of her life she was like halfway through figuring out a studio space and what that looked like for her in new york bringing in different friends across the world to feature on this album and like look at how unexpected it all comes together on a track like spell yeah and just i think it makes sense in that sense that she would first solidify herself in those like early stages as like a producer before she brings us back up to insane rain girl level yeah and while it does feel like a fairly personal record it also it does keep that level of mystique that i think is at least at this point in her career kind of like important and like almost like pivotal that you know you don't fully but without being open the door yeah obviously like I think like it's it's I think at least on paper and at least from what I can tell it's important that people don't hundred percent, you know, know everything and every mm. every nuance there to know that there is to Yeji, but I think that she's kinda of letting you know just enough. Like I think drip feeding, like you said before, is is almost the perfect um perfect way to put it. And to do it with XL recordings is just another like career milestone. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it seems like she's kind of hitting home runs every time. And and while they might not be, um, what is perceived to be a, oh, what's the word, a conventional home run, I think that it's it's these smaller new take on what a home run in music and dance music can be. Yeah, and I think it's also really important to have not gone, not that she would have, but, you know, you have your haters who are going to turn around and say, you're a sellout. And I think it was also in part saying, like, piss off. Yeah, like, I and I, but I, I think that, <laughs> I also think that she's at, at a point where, like, she probably doesn't care. Like, she, yeah. like, she, I feel like she doesn't really have, too much to prove at at this point like she not to say that you know she doesn't have to try and i'm sure but i i definitely don't think that she is worried about people hating on her music because people are going to hate on everyone making music Mm. i don't i don't think that that's probably something that she's too concerned with what do you reckon do you hear the 90s r&b uh korean indie that has inspired the mixtape let us know what you think on 0409 945 945. We're going to take a sec and get across some more tracks off what we drew by Yeji here on For the Record. This track's called Walking Up Down. See you soon. i
What if it was all just the same thing? What if we all just become one thing? What if we are all just the same thing? What if we were the same being? First, we had Walking Up Down, second, In the Mirror, and that third one, this last one, The Thing, with a number one superimposed over an I. Listening to Yeji this week on For the Record, and man, what a pleasure it has been to be able to run you through this album, which I'm sure you're already all across, but I think a nice little nice little whole album refresher is, yeah. is never a bad thing. We gotta wrap things up and make some room for Maria Dimitrakis with lunch on FBI radio. Don't forget, uh, Dan and I, as well as the station in general, are your team in quarantine. And we promise throughout this weird and absolutely strange time right now, we are gonna stay right here, stay connected with you, and stay showcasing the best local music and best new music in general. We we're here to be a little thing to like keep you distracted for a little while. Feel like some more listening? Head on to our programmers page at FBI Radio for the record. Hit the tab 
and you can stream back any of the episodes we've done in the past. And why not, while you're at the website, make a cute little donation, if you have the means to, um, at fbiradio.com slash donate. You can also listen back to today's show wherever you grab your podcasts from. We're going to leave it there with the last little bit of Yeji for you. See you next week. You're going to hear these days and then never settling down. Give Maria Dimitrox a big, big old hello. Bye. You're an FBI. Yeah.